Today, we're breaking down Michigan. We're going to talk about the players that you need to know. Also, how can Minnesota stay in this game? And finally, a 2024 commit gains a USC offer. Can we keep him in the boat? Hey, you are no locked happens, on Golden no Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. What's up, y'all? You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Kane Rob, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. And today we've got some Michigan talk because we have a huge matchup against number two in the country. The Michigan Wolverines are headed to Dinkytown this weekend, and the Gophers are going to have to do everything they can and then some. To stay in this game. So today we're going to break down the Michigan Wolverines. We're going to talk about how can the Gophers possibly stay in this game. And then finally, we got to talk about 2024 commit Koi Parich, who gained a USC offer. Can the Gophers keep him in the boat? We're talking about all that and more. Today's show is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Now let's jump in. Let's talk about Michigan. And as we're going, I want to be sure to let you Gophers fans know that if you have any questions whatsoever for tomorrow's show, we're doing a Gophers listener mailbag. So any questions you have related to Michigan Week, related to the season, related to other Gophers sports, drop them in the comments over on YouTube, and we will be sure to get some of those answered on tomorrow's show. If you don't have YouTube, then you're listening via the audio platforms. You can go on Twitter and DM at Gophers Kane Rob, or you can send them to LockedOnGoldenGophers at gmail.com. I look forward to answering those on tomorrow's listener mailbag. But let's jump in. Let's talk about the Michigan Wolverines matchup. And that's what we're going to do is break down the Michigan Wolverines, the number two team in the entire country. And in my opinion, humbly, I think they're the best team in the entire nation. Now, they haven't been held under 30 points scoring yet this season. And on top of that, they have a top 10 defense that hasn't given up more than seven points in a single matchup this year. Now, key players for the Michigan Wolverines include J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback for the team. He's currently at 1,071 pass yards on 79% completion with his passes on top of 10 interceptions, but he does have three intercept, 10 touchdowns. Sorry, I think I might have just said 10 interceptions. He has 10 touchdowns, but he does have three interceptions. Now, all three of those interceptions came from Bowling Green, the matchup with Bowling Green. That's the name we do not speak here in Minnesota because of the horrific 2021 homecoming game. But regardless, he had his worst game in that matchup by far. Eight for 13, 61%, 143 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. But overall, J.J. McCarthy has been the truth this year. He's tied for the sixth best PFF grade among all FBS quarterbacks in the country. And as far as skill positions go for J.J. McCarthy, it's pretty straightforward. It's not like this super deep, and they do have talent. Don't get me wrong. Don't hear what I'm not saying when it comes to this. But they don't have guys that they have usage for beyond their real studs. Now, they have talent behind them. You've got 
running backs like Cole Cabana, who's a true freshman, like uh, Benjamin Hall, who's a true freshman, got a true sophomore, or he might be a redshirt freshman in Darius Clemens. They've got talent waiting in the wings, but right now they do not use that talent. But what they do use is straightforward. They have two stud running backs, two stud receivers, and two stud tight ends. Outside of that, they don't use too many other skill position players thus far on their team. Now, if you flip it to the running backs, you're talking about Blake Corum. He was the main rusher last year, the main rusher this year, was nearly a Heisman finalist last year. He currently has 74 attempts for 425 yards and nine touchdowns rushing, but they do have another talented running back that they use as well in Donovan Edwards, but he's not only used in the ground game, he also is used in the passing game right now he's got 157 yards rushing 103 yards receiving and he gets it done all over the field he is a weapon no matter when he is on the field so you can't just assume if he's on the field it's going to be a passing down no sir he can run the ball as well and he stepped in in quorum's injury last year and he played phenomenally against these other teams. So they've got two really talented running backs right there that they use a lot in this matchup and all of their matchups previously. Now you flip it to the wide receivers. You're looking at two main wide receivers that they use. And the number one on this team is Roman Wilson. He is the main man, 326 yards and eight touchdowns so far through five weeks. We talked about him on yesterday's show when we are getting through some of the biggest questions for this matchup. So be sure to check that out from yesterday. But Roman Wilson is the guy He's going to guy that is going to draw a lot of focus from this Gophers defense, and hopefully he doesn't have a career day like we saw with Nate McCollum of UNC or uh, with the Northwestern receiver Kurtz as well. So you've got him, but then you've got the number two in Cornelius Johnson. Now he's very talented. People thought he was going to be the number one receiver. He still has 256 yards and one touchdown heading into this matchup. And then they've got two tight ends, both super talented Colston Loveland, who is maybe the third, maybe even the second most targeted player on the team, or like the second target that JJ McCarthy likes to look to not most targeted, but he's got the quarterback has eyes for this guy, Colston Loveland. He's been improving. He's got 181 yards receiving. And then you've got the IU transfer from Indiana, A.J. Barner, who also can be involved. So you talk about that. You talk about the skill position. You talk about the quarterback. And it's like, all right, all right, they're talented. We get it. But the O-line might be the best thing of this entire Michigan offense. The offensive line is phenomenal. And just for those that aren't aware – our Minnesota offensive line, they're pretty decent. They hold their own. And against Nebraska, Nebraska had three sacks, five tackles for loss. When Nebraska played Michigan last week, they had zero sacks and one single tackle for loss. That can give you a little estimate of what this Michigan O-line is like because this Michigan O-line is back-to-back -back Thorpe Award winners for the best offensive line unit in the country. Not once, but twice, 2021 and 2022. And they still have that much talent with this line that could maybe even try to push for year number three. Now, this Michigan offensive line has given up a total of three sacks on the entire year through five games, and that's tied for fifth in the country. Now, their right tackle, Miles Hinton, 
He was started off the year as the right tackle, and he may have been the only weakness of this offensive line with a 62 grade on PFF, but they've now shifted that offensive line, and they've moved their left tackle, Barnhart, over to the right tackle position, then they've had Ladarius Henderson step in at left tackle to correct that, and with that configuration of offensive line, you're looking at a left tackle in Henderson, who has a 71.2 grade, left guard in Keegan, who has a 70.5 grade, Drake Nugent, the center, has an 82.1 grade, or 81.9, my bad. And then Zach Zinter, the right guard, has an 82.1. And Carson Barnhart, who moved over to right tackle, has a 77.8 grade. They have been knockout. They have been steady, and they have held true and made it very difficult for teams to get pressure on this quarterback. And that is what the Gophers are going to have to have to do if they want to be in this game. So we'll see how we can hold up against that offensive line and if we can create some pressure. But you flip it to the defensive side of the ball, and this defense has been a top 10 unit in the country, 12th in pass defense so far, 13th in rush defense so far, 4th in total defense so far in the entire country, 1st in scoring defense, and then 75th in turnovers gained. So they're not creating a lot of turnovers. They only have six so far on the year. So hopefully Minnesota doesn't add to that total, but they have 38th in the nation when it comes to sacks. So really, it's just as an overall unit, they are steadfast, they get it done, and their defensive line is crazy. It goes nuts, and it is really limiting offenses across the country when they're running into this Michigan D-line. You're talking about a def defensive line that includes Chris Jenkins, Derek Moore, Jalen Harrell, Mason Graham, and Kenneth Grant. All five of those defensive linemen have a grade of 79.4 or higher. In fact, four of those five are in the grade in the 80s when it comes to the PFF grading. And the highest graded player is an 86.3. So basically, all of them are 80 or better, which is great. Playing absolute great football when it comes to PFF's grading system. So the D-line is nasty. They've got two cornerbacks that have been standing out in Mike Sander still and Josh Wallace. Both of those two have been balling out. And then you've got a solid linebacker core in Junior Colson and Michael Barrett. The defense really doesn't have any weaknesses. That is what is going to make it very difficult for this Gophers offense that has struggled, to say the least, throughout the year to find consistency and an identity. Now, this last week, the Gophers started to put some things together. Hopefully, they can continue to attack in that front and with some identity, but it's going to be a major question mark for the Gophers heading into this week. This is by far the best defense Minnesota has faced this season, and it isn't particularly close. So on the flip side, they're coming off of tearing North or Nebraska apart. They tore them apart 45 to seven and Minnesota played that team very close 13 to 10. So if we're being honest, Minnesota, if they want to even keep this respectable, if they want to keep this somewhat close, make it a ball game, maybe make it within two scores, which feels just wrong to say then they're going to have to be playing their best football at every position from start to finish. And that is a tough task for any program. But we're going to talk about what Minnesota can do to stay in the game versus Michigan. And that's what we're going to jump into coming up next. 
All right, friends, first we got to talk about our friends over at Game Time because Game Time is the best app to go when it comes to getting tickets to your events, your games, your concerts, you name it. They've got you covered, and you can even check them out online at GameTime.co. Now, with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing about what comes with trying to get tickets to an event, and you can start getting hyped for the fun you are going to have at said event. It is the fastest ticketing app in the country for a reason. You get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Plus, you can buy tickets in a matter of seconds. It's two taps and you are set and the tickets are sent directly to your phone. You don't have to dig through your email scrolling. Oh, I think I got it here. Oh, I don't have signal. I can't make it happen. Don't worry about it. They send it directly to your phone so you can snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked on College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem with code Locked on College, $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. <laughs> All right, Gophers fans, let's talk about how Minnesota can maybe, just maybe, stay in the game versus Michigan this upcoming weekend. Now, the first thing that Minnesota has to do to have any shot in this game is the defense has to step back into the defense we've seen in 2021 and in 2022 and how we thought we were starting off in 2023. A defense that responds, a defense that makes adjustments, a defense that doesn't let the receivers get behind your safety, your deepest man. You can't let those holes, those errors, those biting on double moves, it cannot happen in this game. And if it does, you will regret it. There is no ifs, there is no ands, there is no buts because J.J. McCarthy is very accurate and he will make you pay for any of those bad decisions. So you need a defense that responds. You need the defense that has low or no missed tackles and that capitalizes on third downs. That's what we've seen in 2021 and then 2022. We have to see that defense in this week's game if we want to have any shot. Now, on top of that, we need a vintage Joe Rossi execution from this defense. Now, we've seen it happen this season. It isn't all the way back in 2022 when we have to think about that. So if the Gophers can turn it on, turn it up, and get the communication going, get the errors gone, no missed tackles. If we can do that, then the Gophers could possibly find themselves in the ballgame. Now, it's not just that, but on the flip side, on the offense, Ethan is going to have to ball out in this matchup. Plain and simple. He's going to have to connect with all of his weapons, with Daniel Jackson, with Corey Crooms, with Brevin Span Ford, with Elijah Spencer. All of them are going to have to be on top of their game, catching the ball, creating separation, going up there and winning it. No overthrows, no bullet passes that are rocketing off of hands. Everyone's got to be in their best mindset, in the groove. They've got to be playing your best ball. But if Ethan can spread the ball around, make quick, effective reads, that's going to be huge in this matchup because this defensive line is nasty. I told you about the five players that they have that are going bananas this season, graded really well on PFF. Well, I didn't tell you how well they have been in stopping the run game. They haven't allowed a single running back to rush for over 40 yards. 40 yards, not one running back that they have played through five weeks has gotten over 40 rushing yards on them. In fact, only one player 
within all of those five weeks has gotten over 40 rushing yards. And that is Josh Fleeks, the Nebraska wide receiver from last week. He had a play of 74 yards and a touchdown. Nebraska's only play on a tricky sweep that he housed for 74 yards. Again, it was their only score of the entire game. This run defense is nasty. And hopes are going to likely fall on our quarterback's shoulders, especially if Darius Taylor isn't healthy for this game. Now, we've seen moments from Zach Evans that were very brilliant in this last week, but this D-line is different. I'm telling you right now. So if we want to have a chance, it's going to come down to our young quarterback being cool, calm, and collected and able to play efficient. And he's probably going to have more than 20 passing attempts in this game. Now, that hasn't been happening over the last few. We've seen two matchups so far, the Nebraska game and the UNC game, where he's gotten up above 20. In fact, he was closer to 30 and 44 in those two games. So we're going to probably see that many passing attempts in this game if the Gophers want to have a shot. And with that, we're going to need Ethan on top of it. And I believe in him. I think he can do it. I think he has learned from some of his past mistakes. And he's still growing. And he's showing the flashes. And this could be the coming out party. This could be the moment where he is showing fans, regaining the trust of those who are still skeptical. So I think overall, we're going to need a big one from him. But then you flip it to the other side. We've talked about the offense. We've talked about the defense. I got to talk to you about special teams because special teams has to flip the field. Plain and simple. Michigan hasn't caused a whole lot of turnovers on defense. So if we have to punt the ball, it has to put Michigan in long stretches of the field. You have to put them on long drives and having on long drives and having the ability to maybe force some third downs, force them to get off the field and not be able to score so easily. Because like we said, Michigan has scored over 30 points in every matchup. So if you want to have a chance, you have to slow down the offense from scoring. Now that's much easier said than done. So special teams is going to need to flip the field. And with that, to go along with it, Dragon Kesich is likely going to get the call for a couple long field goals in this one, plain and simple, because we're going to need points by any means necessary. But when it comes to those long field goals, he had a 50-yard game winner in game one. Look, if we have 50 yarders, we had one that was like 51 or 52 in game one that he pushed to the left. It was close. It had the distance. It just went too far to the left. Well, we can't have that in this game because not only do you need as many points as you can get with that, but also if you are to miss a field goal that deep, you're flipping the field in better position for Michigan. So you have to answer the bell. You have to answer the call if we are putting you out there with the long field goals. I believe in him. He's got the leg to do it. So I think this is going to be a big Dragon Kessich game. And then finally, Minnesota has to force turnovers against J.J. McCarthy because you know what? It is. It, it doesn't happen often, but Minnesota is going to need as many possessions as they can get in this one. So if you can force one or two turnovers in this game, it will be big time. You force turnovers against Drake May. Drake May, one of the best quarterbacks in the nation. Well, J.J. McCarthy's right there with him as one of the best quarterbacks in the nation. It's going to take some interceptions. It's going to take some turnovers forced to stay in the game. And you know what? All of his interceptions against Bowling Green came from having pressure. So Minnesota has to find a way to create pressure against this Michigan offensive line. Hopefully the D-line coach, Joe Rossi, can find some ways to queue up and scheme, schematically create pressures to give fits to J.J. McCarthy and potentially put the ball in harm's way. Now, all of these things we've just talked about are not easy. 
Like I said, it's going to take every single player on this team's best game in order to stay in the fight. And that isn't even saying win the game. That's saying to stay in the fight. But it is a good test for this young team. It's a good test for a young quarterback. And it's a good test for the young players on defense that will be here for years to come. Because this matchup is going to be life in the Big Ten as you know it. You got USC coming over. You got Oregon coming over. Washington, UCLA, they're all coming over to join your Penn States, your Ohio States, your Michigans. And divisions are probably gone. Which means you're going to take those teams on. One of those teams, two of those teams, three of those teams in their caliber every single year and you're gonna have to play up to that caliber if you want to have success in the next era in the bowl games in the hopefully a shot at a 12 team playoff in the future to get there you have to improve understand what's being asked and play to that level so they're gonna get their first taste this weekend and see what that level is all about see how they can hold or hang tough with that team and respond as we go forward because you're going to understand in this matchup what it takes so you know how much harder to go this offseason and you know what the preparation takes and the commitment takes to this offseason to get ready for even more matchups like this one. Now to wrap up this show, we're going to talk about 2024 commit, one of the top commits, if not the top commit for the Golden Gophers 2024 class. He got a USC offer. Does that mean he's gone? We're going to jump into that coming up next. First, I got to talk to you about our friends at Bird Dogs because Bird Dogs, it's those shorts that make you look good. They make your legs look nice. And it's okay to have your legs look nice, fellas. It's all right to be if, if you want to look good, you got to be proud of it. You got to let it sculpt you and it fits slimmer through the thigh and the leg to give you that sculpted look. That's what bird dogs do. And everybody's heard about the shorts, but I want to tell you about the pants because here in Minnesota, it's starting to get colder after this, after today. Starting Wednesday of this week, it is going to start to cool down. It's going to get that brisk fall weather. It's going to be cold like Minnesota before we know it. So be sure to go check out their pants options as well because they're comfortable. They do it the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. And on top of that, they have anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Bird dogs are functional for any occasion. That's my favorite part about them. You can wear them golfing. You can wear them on a date. You can wear them in the evening. You can wear them at the pool. You can even wear them to a workout or going to work. So get yours today. And on top of that, you can get your own free water bottle by going to birddogs.com slash college. Again, that's birddogs.com slash college, Or you can enter promo code college at checkout and they'll throw in a free water bottle with your order. Again, that's birddogs.com slash college. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right, Gophers fans, we're talking about Koi Parrish. We're talking about freshman commit. We're 2024 class commit. He is the number two commit in the Gophers class as of 247 right now. On Rivals, I believe he's uh, one of the top five-ish commits. And on, on three, he might be the number one commit for the Gophers when it comes to their 2024 class. He is a freak athlete. He does it all. He could be the most important player for this Gophers class, in my opinion. 
And that is saying something because you've got some big additions coming in, like Nathan Roy on the offensive line, like Brett Carroll as a center, like Riley Sunrum, the defensive lineman from North Dakota, best player in the state. And Drake Lindsay has been balling this senior year as well. And on top of that, those are some of the top-notch kids that get their rankings. But I still think there's some gems in this class that are getting overlooked by other schools, like your G-Day Abbasiris, like your Brady Pretzlaff, like Mason Carrier. I think those guys are going to show to be like, why weren't other schools after these guys? Hear me when I say that. But all of that said, I think Coy Parrish is the best player in this 2024 class. And I think he is one of the best all around athletes that helps this class go from good to great for Minnesota. And if they were to lose him, that would be huge, huge to the morale here in Dinky Town. Now, why am I afraid that maybe Minnesota could lose him? Because Lincoln Riley. He came calling. USC officially offers a scholarship to Coy Parrish. And you know what? It's tough. It's tough because California knows how to party, as some would say. But California, USC, they've got money. And we've been talking about NIL these past few weeks. We've been talking about how huge it is that other schools can offer all this money that we can't keep up with right now. And what is the breaking point? What is the changing point for Minnesota? Now, you talk about Koi Perich, who was named as one of the freaks list for 247, who created their list in comparison to the college football freaks list. So this is more on the recruiting side, but there's a college football freaks list that comes out every year that talks about the freakiest athletes that are just so talented and athletic, and they are beasts of human beings. Well, Koi Perich fell into that category when it comes to the recruits in this year's updated version. Now, on top of that, he is in the top five freaks list when it comes to recruiting. And if you watch this kid's tape, he lays the hurt on folks. He is hitting with a mission. He loves contact. He mentioned that in an interview with the news station here in Minnesota, talking about this is the only place where you can go and hit someone as hard as you can without going to jail. This man loves contact. He loves physicality, and he shows the traits of the safeties we have seen over the years, like Antoine Winfield, like a Tyler Newbin, like a Jordan Howden, the Gopher greats. He could be one. That's how talented this kid is. And other schools are taking notice, like USC, who has been poking around and officially offered him a scholarship. Now, that's slightly concerning because USC has that cash, like we said. And they offer a scholarship. They could be offering money in NIL. And although Coy Parrish's dad, who also is his defensive coordinator, has said he is absolutely locked into Minnesota, he loves his relationships here, there's still the interest of maybe wanting to go take that visit out in California. And you know what? It would be his first trip ever to California. I don't blame him at all for wanting to do that. But that shine, the stars, the lights... They're all a little bit brighter when you actually get out there in person. It might be a little bit more enticing when you actually get out there in person, then that's where the worry ensues. Now, he has offers from USC, Michigan, Washington, Wisconsin, Iowa, Kansas. And notice I've done all of this. We haven't even talked about what he's done on the field. 
but this guy is doing it all. He is playing as a safety, which is the main position that he is being recruited as for most of these programs where he has interceptions. He has tons of tackles. Like I said, he lays the smackdown on folks, but he also plays limited snaps as a running back where he's having 10 carries, but like three different touchdowns or 10 carries for 200 yards in a touchdown off of 10 carries. That should tell you how athletic he is. On top of that, he's played some receiver. He's played some punt returner, kick returner, kicker. He even threw a touchdown pass in his last game as well. He is a do-it-all player, an athletic freak, and a staple for this Gophers class. So they got to do everything they can. Pull out all the stops and make sure you keep Koi Parrish. Honestly, there's a lot of hope with these Gophers fans in this upcoming class, and hopefully the Gophers can continue to keep him committed and build something special here at home. But as a whole state, the whole state of Minnesota, every single county, city, river, and all 10,000 of the lakes are going to be holding their breath until December for this one on National Signing Day. Until then, it's going to be worrisome, but we will see what happens Koi Parrish, this is Kane Rob here at Lockdown Golden Gophers, and I, along with all the Minnesota fans, hope you stay committed here. We're with you. We'll support you 100% of the way to be the next Gopher great safety to hopefully be headed to the NFL. But that's going to do it for us on today's episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. Be sure to drop any questions you have in the comments so we'll answer them on tomorrow's mailbag. Until then, row the boats, guy, you go Gophers, and don't forget to subscribe.